This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. G'day. How's it going? You know, it's going rather well. Uh, we have had the first rain in Southern California in months. Right. <laughs> and so, it was and even even better than the rain, we got something which we rarely get, which was lightning and thunder last night. Wow, so a proper almost tropical storm like we have ah, here. Yeah. And 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 I got to say, man, I love thunder at, at night. It mm. just there's something cozy about it. I don't know why, but I I enjoy it. So well, we've had lots and lots and lots of rain. We've got a, a low sitting over us here at the moment, and it's the same story for us. We haven't had rain for ages, and um, our tank was empty, and then within a matter of two hours, it was full. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was good to see. Thank you how that works. Yeah. It, it, it's just been, I don't know what it is, but there's a low just hanging over us, and it's been going to be like rainy for the next week or so. So... It's it's times like this when in Australia you, you wish you had two water tanks instead of one. <laughs> um, it, it's not that we rely on tank water here. It's just that it's it's used for uh, flushing the toilets and and washing. So okay. it's plumbed into that that line. And when it runs out, it switches over to town water again. So yeah, gotcha. you know, it's one of those things. But the the rainwater is better because it's softer, um, and you get you don't have to use as much detergent. With right. It. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because, you know, from the sky, how can I possibly be hard water? It can't be hard water. No, <laughs> it can't be. It's kind of impossible. Um, unless it's got acid in it. And then you get really cool-looking jeans. That's uh, right. <laughs> it's like an acid wash by proxy, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a fashion trend that I'm glad uh, has not resurged. Man, you see pictures. Acid wash jeans, man. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and, and believe me, I had a few pair. And, oh, uh, I'm sure. I probably did, too, when I was young. I'll see those pictures and I'm just like, oh, those are horrible. <laughs> yeah, they look like a really, really old pair of jeans. That's, they just, you see them and you just go, hmm, late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, it is absolutely. And, and, and then you're looking to see if there's a girl in the background. And if there is, she probably has a perm. Uh, <laughs> probably has a perm and a big floppy jumper um, on, like off the shoulder, probably. Giant bangs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh man, so, what a strange yeah. era! <laughs> They're all strange eras when you come to think about it. You know, yeah. I was I was tripping out. You know, when I was growing up in high school, which was late eighties, um, there was always this. The fifties seemed like forever ago back then, right? Mm -hmm. And it was just this oh poodle skirts and oh listen to that music and everything. And I realized that today is the same amount of time. Yeah, the, the 80s, 80s is now the 50s, yeah. Which trips me out to no end. <laughs> it just, it's true, yeah. It's really hard for me to wrap my head around that. And because it doesn't seem old to me. But if you're new, if you're like us back in the noughties or whatever, or yeah. like in the 80s, looking back in the 50s, it, like, you know, <laughs> it's it was a, an age ago, an ages ago. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure the kids of today go, oh yeah, look at these, see these consoles they only had 16 bits in them, you know, or you know, eight bits in them. Like, how do they even run? You know, my, my, my favorite was, and this was a, I, this was a few years back, and I think it was my niece that said this, but um, she was referring to a a record as a disco disc, a disc, <laughs> a disco disc. Well, fair enough. Yeah. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, it is kind of, kind of freaky. And I always say that too, with when I talk about movies, um, if I'm talking to somebody that's in their thirties, I have to realize that you probably haven't seen a lot of these that I'm referring to. Um, maybe you saw on TV one time, but why would you even bother watching it? It's old to you. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason for you to watch it because it's probably, it's probably being reinvented five times already. Oh my god! I know. And we we had a we had a thread. Um, it was actually our, our one of our pod our last podcast thread, and mm -hmm. the topic of horror movies popped up. Whether or not I was going to go see the new Halloween, and I 
said, I've never seen any of the Halloween movies. And I was like, I'm just not a horror fan in general. And then I came up with my short little list of, of horror movies that I actually do recommend um, or that I actually enjoy. But it was one of those things where also you just realized like, yeah, now I kind of get why maybe they're rebooting some of these because even no me, I wasn't into some of these, you know? So yeah, it's, it's the franchise that time forgot. So they just bring it back again. Yeah. It's the evergreen franchise. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, um, Hey folks, I suppose you want to talk about pinball, don't you? Hmm. Yeah, you know, it is a thing that we come here weekly for. Uh, <laughs> so one second here, Jared, I got to do one little thing. There we go. Okay. Um, so on the pinball front this last week, we actually had William Stables released in Pinball FX3. Yeah. So everybody got to get their grubby little hands on it, play the full versions if they paid for them. And all the console people got to uh, get their hands on it too. And it's been fun seeing the response because you forget about all the people that were on console that didn't get a handle on yes. it. And it's that, oh my God, you guys weren't lying. <laughs> it's like, yes, we went. Um, and then what I'm really finding fascinating is all the people that I realize never played Zen, period. And they're, they're brand new to Zen. They're brand new to Zen. And right. so all the UI, all the navigation, uh, that's all new to them. Uh, the, going, wow, this is easy. Yeah, you know, there the, are the, the, these questions of, you know, what are, what are wizard scores and what are super scores? And it's like, oh, yeah, if you have not been in their ecosystem, you don't understand what the, what the scoring, internal scoring of the game is, you know, beyond just getting high scores within a game. Yeah, I don't really um, know what those things are either, to be perfectly honest, but that's fine. It's always been a vagary to me, but basically within a table, mm. you have a whole collection of stars that you can collect. Right. Um, it's for completing all the challenges. It's for getting high scores. Um, so within a t any table, basically, I think there are 250 stars that you can collect. If you get all 250 stars, that's your wizard score. That um, okay. Basically, you've completed that table, if you if you will. It's their version of goals, like what okay. Fireside has. Um, just none of them are annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's nice. Um, I might actually pay attention to them then. In that case, it's, it's pretty much by and large. If you finish either the wizard mode or if you finish one particular chain of events. You'll get mm -hmm. your badge. There's only one badge per table, um, but that's where how you get your badge. Yeah, but okay. then within the Williams tables, one of the things is if you reach certain milestones, you'll also finally get the flyer badge. Ah, I don't know yeah. if you can actually look the flyer or not, but they've included it as one of these things that you can actually get. That's cool. Yeah. So then you have what's called the super score, and the super score is it looks at all the tables that you play right and you can get basically a mass score for all of fx3 and that mm. score can be compared to your friends so like i may have beaten all my friends scores within a table and then all of a sudden what will start popping up is oh you have this much more to beat your friend's super score uh so yeah right you're always chasing it, it it's a way of always having you chase a score keeping you engaged rather than just going nope i'm done with the game i beat i win i'm out yeah you know so that's so. cool there's always striving for more because it, yeah. it's always changing yeah because friends will do better in some tables and then you'll you'll be chasing that that's really cool that's a great yeah. way to bring them back bring them on back you know we still have people that are confused by the table views and are discovering which table views work for them <laughs> um, that's fine you got to experiment with these things it took me a while to find the one i liked as well what what did you wind up uh, settling on? I think it's usually around um, the well. It's certainly uh, the Williams collection. It's the uh, DMD and table view, which is okay, eight. So I view think. eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, view eight. But it depends on the table um, in Zen. I usually go for the one that's full table view with no scrolling, and I think that's, that's two. Number, yeah, that's two. Yeah, that's the one yeah. I live on. Yeah, two is good for me. I I don't like zooming in to bits of the table. Like yeah, it throws I hate me off. To zoom in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I will 
can tolerate beyond that is view five because what mm. view five does is it doesn't scroll up the table it zoom doesn't in. zoom in what it does mm. is it basically acts as if your head tilts up so it's more focused on the lower half of the play field but then as the ball moves the whole thing just tilts up yeah and then tilts back down as soon as the ball comes down so it's it's more of a natural head movement if you will yes um, i still find it a little bit distracting but it's the least distracting of all the other views that i find yeah i, I cannot well number one I found that when I first started playing with the with the power cord out of the Surface Book Two, all the scrolling views caused it to chug terribly as uh -huh. it was re-rendering the view. Because of course, you know, if it's a fixed view, all it's rendering is the ball and the animations. So um, it, it's very resource friendly that way. But now I plug in, I could probably do the other views and it'd be fine. But mm -hmm. I just don't really like them. I don't like the aspect of of scrolling like that. So. For me, it's it's view two or view eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people are surprised at how much they like the animations on top of these tables. Mm -hmm. which I think it's awesome because I think it's great. They're they're really cool looking, and there's no doubt about that. They really do freshen up the look of like a thirty year old table. Like it does. They make it makes it even like the things like the mirror blades and stuff they've got on the side of the cabinet and stuff like that alone make it go wow like this game has either been super pimped or or it's just been completely like redone like if well, they just stripped away like the animated characters and stuff and just had the mirror blades and like the snow the subtle snow on the top of the matterhorn and stuff like yeah. that you know that that alone is is enough visual difference just to make it enough you know? well and it's it's that thing of like i said earlier uh, in a previous podcast with the getaway uh Almost everything, that, well, I shouldn't say almost everything, but the donut shop and the mountain, I've seen that mod on a real table. Yeah. So, and and the mirror blades, we've certainly seen stuff Those like that. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Right. So these aren't, aren't you know, off-worldly mods. These are ones that you can kind of get. Yeah. Um, which is kind of good. And the, the what was I thinking the other day when I saw some of these mods? Oh, that's right. Have you noticed that um, the, the animated characters... There's a couple of shared animations that they have. No, oh, um, no, I haven't noticed that. Yeah, there's the one where you drain the ball, like the copper and the fisherman. They, they both. Yeah, no, they, they, yeah, they, they laugh at you and they slap their legs or something like that, and it's both the same animation. So <laughs> it's almost like they're a skin um, over the the, uh, the the main character, but they, of course, there's unique animations for um, the. Uh, the copper where he actually like scans your ball, like speed scans your ball as it launches. And, and of course, a fisherman throwing the pole in the water and actually jumping around the boat. So those two are different animations. But uh, yeah, it, it's clear that they've used some sort of like skin yeah, uh, or common animations, which is you know logical enough, I guess. Uh, some people do not enjoy the dragon flying around on many. That is Madness. a little distracting, I will probably say yeah i don't have any issue with it and i think that's because it's something that has appeared in various other zen tables yeah like there's a couple of star wars skyrim, tables. For example. is doing the same thing yeah. and what about skyrim when the your dragon flies over the table you know right right so i think it's just like having that happen on a table that it doesn't normally happen yeah that's the thing that's interesting and also too having it happen on a table with much tougher physics than the other tables as well makes it different. Um, he only makes two passes before he lands too. So, I mean, it's like, you know, you just got to survive those first, <laughs> first yeah. 10 seconds of multi-ball. Um, I, I imagine that, you know, you probably have your ball save on during that time anyhow. So even if you, you do, do lose your ball, it'll you just do. come back out. Yeah. So, and, and the other thing is it's not difficult to move your thumb and hit the button and turn it off. And yeah. You just, yeah, push the and then turn it back on again back after it yeah. starts up. If you really hate it, yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's the great thing about it. Like that live activation deactivation feature is just fantastic. I do agree. Some people are wanting all the animations gone, but they still want the scores uh, popping, popping up, up as you yeah. as you hit. And I think there's a valid point for that because mm -hmm. I personally have learned so much more about these tables with the scores popping up than I ever knew about yeah, them. Yeah, because they actually, it's, it's amazing, right? Because they actually 
show you the individual scoring that a pop yeah. bumper gives you, like 10,500 points, for example. You know, right. it's like, I never knew that that was it because you, you can't. You can't look up at the DMD and do the mental math no. to work it out. And it's fantastic. And you can tell that by doing that, they really have hooked into the ROM. Oh, yeah. To be able to pull out that data and display it in real time. Like there is some serious integration with the ROM going yeah. on there for them to sniff that data out. Another thing that they need to uh, make an adjustment on is when you're creating a custom tournament, mm. you can set it for class or you know for classic arcade and tournament settings. It will, especially with tournament, I believe, it'll use tournament rules. It uses tournament slope. Mm -hmm. What it doesn't do is they'll use the flippers. <laughs> it uses the the same Zen flippers, so. Catching no. and cradling the ball is still just as easy. Oh, interesting. They must have just forgotten to, to put that switch in. Yeah, I don't think they, because they, because there's a difference between, for those that didn't, didn't know, uh, if you're just playing regular single player mode, the flipper angle is much steeper. It's actually the same angle that's used in uh, Pinball Arcade, yeah. as opposed to if you play it in classic arcade mode and tournament mode, the flipper angle is a little bit more shallow. Mm. So and that affects how difficult it is to, to keep the ball in play. It's like the difference between Gottlieb super catch flippers and regular Belly Williams flippers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's one other area that they need to make an adjustment in um, and get that coin going on. But by and large, everybody is really pleased. I've only read a, just a scant few comments where the person was like. I don't know if I really think it's all that much better. I'll probably just stick with TPA for now. Okay. Have Which, a nice time. Yeah, I know. It kind of blows me away. I'm like, really? You didn't notice a difference? Which makes me then question, did you even try arcade and tournament mode? Because mm -hmm. I'm going to say you didn't. Um, yeah, because it was... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have an answer to that. Which, again, if you're not a Zen player, you wouldn't understand, and this is where... I wish they would relabel it. You wouldn't understand the difference between single player and classic single player. They sound like the no. same thing to me. No, um, it should be it should be fantasy, fantasy and simulation. Yeah, yeah, or yes, or yeah, or Zen and simulation. Right. It, you know, right. It, yeah, it's it's an interesting branding tactic, but and I guess it's one of those things you just need to understand before you do it. And they do actually, like, when you're on board into the game, they do have pop-ups and stuff, which most people would just click through and go, no, I don't want to read that. Yeah. I just want to play the game. So what I think what they would be interesting to do is after the, the first couple of times through a table, they then start showing you the tips. That would mm. be a better thing because it's like the, the first thing you want to do as a customer is you want to go, well, I want to play the game. Oh. Nag screens, okay, uh, a, 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 get through them and start playing. But there's really important information in those onboarding screens that would be better to show maybe five games in after you've popped your cherry and had a bit of a play. You know what I mean? Or just something that says, hey, have you tried this mode yet? Yeah, just a quick a quick thing popping up. Yeah, you're right. Just some sort of way to stage it. We might, we might suggest that to Mel and see if they can change the way onboarding happens in the game. Yeah, and, and again, this, this like comes from it, it comes from I feel the people that have long ago back in FX2 gone, nope, I don't like Zen, and they're only mm. just now downloading FX3, and they're only downloading it for the Williams, and so they don't know the, the ecosystem at no. all. Um, it's almost like we need a it, hey, you like Williams? Then start here with Zen. <laughs> um, and sort of like go right. If you if you're really liking the way the Williams tables are presented, then don't go and buy the core packs from five years ago. Yeah. Go and start with maybe the Star Wars ones and some of the best Star Wars tables that you can do, and then you know go back from there and see what's what else is available. You know, because otherwise it'll be too jarring for them. They go, oh, what is this? And they'll go back to I hate Zen again. Yeah, and then with that kind of on the table. I've heard plenty of comments of people going, oh my God, if they do put in these physics for old Zen tables, I will go ahead and buy old Zen tables. Yeah, because imagine, like, yeah. Because that was always the that was always a huge hang-up for people. They just, mm. 
lead ball, like no liveliness in the rubbers. Imagine if that was just oh yeah, it's fixed. Or maybe it was like original mode and re we re reworked physics mode. Yeah. Or whatever they want to call it. Like add another <laughs> add another muddiness to the different mode names that they can have, you know. Because it's classics. like I've been this week in in my custom tournament, we've been playing Venom. Mm. And I'd never really given that table time of day. Turns out there's pretty much only one shot to do over and over again that Carnage. Carnage. And that just gives you a massive amount of points once you're in to the second screen mode of Carn of Venom, which is it's a mini playfield basically that you're playing on. But the physics on that mini playfield are terrible. Are they? Oh my god, they're I don't know what slope it's supposedly on. Because it, it's not vertical, but it's also not regular flat. Um, there's this one ramp on the right-hand side that you can hit it with a full-power shot from your left flipper, and it makes it up halfway and then it rolls back down. The safest way and easiest way to make it is instead to do a backhand off the right flipper up to it. Right. It's like, okay. wait a second. This is bizarre. Why is that shot better than a full-power cross shot? Um, hitting things that are directly dead center up in the middle. You got to wait for the ball to get all the way to the edge of your flipper to flip. But anybody that's oh, been playing okay. medieval madness and trying to hit dead center of that gate knows that you got to flip almost the second it starts rolling on your flipper and in order to get it, you know, dead center. So it's one of those things where yeah. it's like, wow, this is completely different than how everything else is playing on this. Um, yeah. And and I couldn't help but think, oh god, this would just be so much more enjoyable with real physics, <laughs> better yeah, yeah, physics. It would. You know, yeah, it would pretty much make the whole FX3 collection brand new again. Mm -hmm. it, with with, well, I was I'm going to say not much effort, but that's probably wrong because we know that you know in our interview with um, Mel, it's like re retuning the physics and all the tables is non-trivial. Well, and also, as some people have pointed out, there are certain tables that cheats were involved with oh. uh, with with the ball where it's going, and um, because because these were never on whitewood, because these weren't having to be put through real tests of physics. Uh, shoot, all you have to do is look at Adventureland with its loopy loops. Yeah, there's no uh, way that those could actually. There's no work. way that that would actually happen, but they've you know put it on a railroad in order for it to happen so mm -hmm. that's kind of the that's where the where the they'd have to is. go in they couldn't just dump the physics and walk away <laughs> they'd have to put the physics in and then and actually then go and tweak in. yeah yeah put overrides in and that's where the yeah and they the, the all the meshes and all the collision areas they'd have to redo all of those in the tables it it would be a big undertaking but it's one of those things that you know would be very good if they could spend the time, even if they did like one table per three pack table release or something like that. Yeah. And just slowly work their way through them. It would be very good. And I, like I said, I think a lot of people would jump on board with buying more of these, the older catalog. Um, it's one of these things where, uh, and we'll get into it in a little kind of the crux of our podcast uh, is this article that was on Ars Technica. And, but within the myriad of stuff that's talked about that, Mel dropped a quote where he basically said that uh, sales of the Williams collection have been phenomenal and off the chart and more than they ever expected. Wow, that's excellent because yeah. the gamble's paid off, right? The gamble, yeah, it, to me, it's like, okay, so now you know. You don't got nothing to worry about. Everybody's excited for this. You can yeah. literally go all in to the... Uh... The Belly Williams ecosystem, right? So all the all the safety nets that you were you know planning for and worried about, you don't you need to worry about this anymore. You know, yeah, you get rid of them. So so I'm curious to see uh, a how that affects if it affects any of their plans going forward, but more importantly, that might be the impetus that you know the, the push needed in order to do this with the physics where they're like mm -hmm. holy crap we just got this many more users into our game and we can sell them now all this stuff that they've never purchased before because they haven't wanted to because they haven't wanted to yeah yeah so it's just basically a license to print money 
all they need to do is tweak the physics and they've basically got a brand new audience that they can market to. So and good. considering how fast they were tweaking physics within this just these four tables uh, during the beta, it gives you an idea of how rapid they can actually roll them out. Yeah, mm. yeah. this is it, it's 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 definitely illuminating what happens when you have lots of people that can work on pinball. <laughs> you get lots of stuff done. It's the short answer to it. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is not surprising, but at the same time, kind of surprising because we haven't experienced it for a long time. Yeah, and we we had thought about talking a little bit about the interview with uh, Mike Lindsay last week and some of the issues that were going on uh, within the Stern Pinball Arcade VR app. Mm. But it's also just kind of like beating a dead horse. <laughs> it's, yeah. These are not new problems. These are nothing none of us have expected. And it's more just you kind of go, oh, really? You just... Ah. It, and it, all it is, is it's that, what I would call the final 10%. Mm -hmm. It's just the final 10%. And a lot of people will tell you that's the hardest percent uh, of anything. Absolutely. But yeah. it is so critical. It's so vital. And... Looking at so, if we looked at the beta for the Williams in Pinball FX3, the very first beta that Jared and I played that wasn't available to the public, we lost our minds over. Mm. Then it got released to the public, and it wasn't that beta, it was kind of a easier beta. Mm. And we were kind of like, oh, it's just it's good, but it's not. Mm, as exciting it's not as exciting as it was yeah and all the people that were now playing it in public they were excited but then they started pitching in all their ideas so then you get beta 2 and it was just like everybody went oh wait a second we took we were, we were going in the wrong direction you know mm. and it's being way too easy and and then by beta 3 they started adding in all the flipper tricks and we went oh okay oh hey okay this is better this is better we're still not there but this is better and then beta 4 was literally feeling pretty good Mm -hmm. The release that we have now, to me, is every bit as exciting as that very first beta that we played, mm -hmm. with the added benefit of having the ability to do these flipper tricks. Yeah. And the flipper tricks are not easy either. It's not like no, they're, they're just guineas. Yeah, know, so I saw somebody, yeah, I saw somebody go, oh, well, it's so hard to do a live catch. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you tried doing one of those in the, for real? It is hard to do a live catch. It shouldn't just accidentally happen when you're flipping no. the which is what it was doing in Pimble Arcade because it was pre-programmed to do that. Yeah. Like, it, it, there was a spot the, on the flipper that was there a is, zone. There is a reason why professional pinball players are professionals. <laughs> because it's bloody hard to do these tricks. If everybody could do these tricks, we'd all be professionals. You know, Then that's it would right. just come down to who knows the rules the best. That's, that's right. Not, that's not the thing, you know. No. Um, so, yeah. So, I the release has been quite amazing. And you think about it, all those tweaks, all those things were done within a guy. I want to say a four week period. Yeah, it was about four weeks. So basically the, the usual lead time that Zen has between announcing a table pack and then releasing a table pack. They did all that work in a month. So, right. and then they did an extra <laughs> bit of polish during the two weeks that nobody got to play it. Yeah, that's right. Right before so, we yeah. yeah. So, so that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. But that is that 10% of polish. Right that's there. right. It's that extra effort to make everything just, you know, beautiful upon release that you, any you, complaint people are having and focusing on are just that minutia where most of the people just go, really? That's what you're, okay, fine. I get it. That's your. <laughs> that's your beef yeah. you know yeah. exactly so basically you know zen washed the car when they released the alpha then they put five layers of um uh, cut and polish over it and yeah. buffed the bejeebas out of it and then released it and it's so shiny and now somebody's out there with a microscope and a, and a high-powered light going, wait, wait, I'm seeing some white speckles here. Mm, no, I can't. I cannot accept this entire vehicle because it's got little tiny white speckles in this two inches. That's right. Um, send it back. Send it back. I'm done. <laughs> nope. Not worth the money. Yeah. I'll, I'll go play TBA. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. 
<laughs> this does lead us into uh, there was an article in Ars Technica. Jared will uh, uh, share the link, or if you don't want to wait for Jared to share the link, just go to my Twitter. I posted a bunch, uh, or excuse me, to the uh, Blockade Twitter account. Yeah. Um, which, hey, you should do that anyways. It's at Blockade. Easy peasy. Um, and that article was delving once more into the censorship of the tables that mm -hmm. uh, Zen has had to do. It is kind of one of those things where it's like, oh boy, here we go again. Just this thing starts settling down, it lights back up because most of it had to do with artwork. Now, we all knew about the artwork changes that were needing to take play within Fishtails. I don't think we knew how many artwork changes happened in fishtails little subtle things like instead of it being a beer can it's now a soda can uh there's the pelican with a pipe in his mouth there was never smoke coming out of the pipe now there's bubbles coming out of the pipe because you gotta make it look like it's a toy i guess um right. okay the yeah. mermaid is now wearing a one piece I do got a question. When did bikinis become bad? I mean... Um, the 1950s? Probably accepted bikinis as something a regular person would wear out in public? I mean, I, I so. remember that there was a... And when I say I remember, I remember hearing about it as a kid, even though the show had aired before I was of age to watch it, but I Dream of Jeannie, it was a big thing of, can they show Barbara Eden's belly button or not? Yeah. Because a belly button is scandalous. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> um, you know, and 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 that's where I just kind of go. Wait, you didn't change the bust line on the mermaid; you just covered up her stomach. So there's something wrong with a stomach. I don't understand. Um, there's this. It, it's it's to me, it's almost an overreaction censoring. Now. With fishtails, as we stated, we understand also why though. It's a free table. If you download, yeah. you download Pinball FX three. It's just there. You didn't. There's a thing with cable TV where by you paying for the TV, you were consenting to a certain degree of content that uh. you may not have uh, agreed with if it was free television. So that's why okay. networks are held to, at least in the United States, I don't know how it is in any other country, but in the United States, our networks are held to a different standard because it is free television. The minute you pay money, you are consenting with your purchase to the fact that there's going to be content. Um, and if you don't want that content, then you stop paying and that content will no longer be available to you to watch, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Fishtails being the free table, Fine, I understand. They have to put it up, edited, extra uh, extra sensitive to things that could get them in trouble just to maintain uh, the sense that nobody's going to complain about it. Yeah, just because you can't opt out. You right. have to have it. Yeah. What I didn't know was the things that were changed within uh, Medieval Madness. Now, most of it is up on the back glass, which we're not really looking at during the game anyway. So of course I'm not going to notice it, but it was mm -hmm. subtle little things. For instance, I never noticed that the orcs are wearing or are smoking a cigar. No, cigar I that either. Nope. Cigar has been removed. Um, okay. The sword that is in medieval madness in the title uh, had blood on it. Blood is gone. There is a, basically it's the maiden of the tower is also drawn on the back glass art. She's now wearing armor rather than wearing uh, showing flesh basically um so it's little little subtle things but there's where the question comes but i paid for this so mm. why am i being so protected from i chose to purchase this thing why is it being protected now they do have the esrb to deal with and in the article Basically, Zen at one point had gotten in trouble with something that was in Infinity uh, Mini Golf. Mm 
Yeah, infinite and golf. Yeah, you gotta imagine that they got a slap on the wrist from the SRB, probably with the looming uh, hammer of doom of if you ever repeat, we're really coming down on you. So yeah. I get it if they're being gun shy about that. That being said, there are plenty of games that are rated E10 that have simulated gambling, uh, tobacco use, uh, alcohol references. You know any number of these things. Somebody posted a whole slew of them in within the uh, digital pinball fans forum under this discussion of a particular game that had these very things. But again, as Mel pointed out, they have to resubmit to the ESRB to get the new ratings for this kind of uh, content. Yes. So, are they going to resubmit every single table pack? That becomes the question. That it almost makes expensive, sense, and that becomes expensive. So you almost wish that they would like make a pack that is the worst of the worst of Williams <laughs> and submit that and get their blanket, all the references that are going to be put into this game. So then they're free and clear to do everything else. And they never have to worry about, you know, resubmitting to the SRB. Um, like the dirty dozen of, of pinball. <laughs> right. Right. Now, ultimately, a lot of people are, are kind of blaming the ESRB and saying, oh, why is Zen being gun about this? But I don't think people are paying attention to another factor regarding this. It's not just the ESRB that they're trying to please. They're trying to please the people that they have licenses with currently for all of those tables within uh, Pinball Arcade. Or not, <laughs> within FX3. FX3, yeah. So you're dealing with Fox, you're dealing with Universal, you're dealing with Valve. Um, Disney. Disney. That's the big one right there. Mm -hmm. Disney. What does Disney control? Marvel? Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. What so makes up trivial licenses? Yeah. What makes over half of all of Zen's original tables? Those. So a little story. Two years ago, I worked on a Disney Channel kids show. And basically, there was a rule that cleavage was absolutely 100% not allowed. Forbode. Forbode. So any wardrobe that uh, any of the women were wearing. Now, I, obviously, it's a kid's show. So any of the young kids, they're not going to be wearing plunging you know, necklines or anything like yeah. that. But you do have uh, you know, the, the adult actresses that are on the show. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Adult females. <laughs> I don't want to say adult actresses. Adult females that are on the show. And all of their shirts had to be high necklines or had modesty covers or whatever. Absolutely no cleavage. Here's wow. the funny part. The very first episode of that season takes place in a water park. Oh, well, how do they get around that? They get around with it by making everybody wear either rash guard style shirts or tankinis. Or in the case of our lead actress, who was showing just a smidge of cleavage, mm -hmm. they threw a cover-up blouse on her. Right. Here's the thing. You're verging. You're going so far the opposite direction. You're now body shaming anybody that dares to, any woman that has curves of any kind. Mm. And... It becomes this thing of curves are bad. Men aren't able to control themselves if they see this. It'll give them bad thoughts. Here's an idea. Uh, how about we put the blame on the men mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and just leave the women alone? I don't know. Look, I get it. In pinball, if you draw a woman, she's going to be kind of exploitatively drawn. Well, she's got, yeah, it. well, that's been like it's, ever since the 30s and 40s. That's right. the style of pinball. Right, it's right or not is up for debate, but you know it is what it is. And by this point, it's culturally part of it. Um, I think there's there's extremes though, right? Because there's there's Wonelli type of art, and then there's like the the odd bit of cleavage here and there, like on fishtails with the right with the mermaid, which really is I didn't even it didn't even get on my radar. Whereas right. big juicy melons, you kind of can't it's front see. center, can't see. I mean, yeah. Think about the name of the game. It's pretty yeah. much, you know, it, what it is. There's no escaping what they're trying to do there. Like, no, really no. Used. Yeah. But by and large, 
you know what the art the, the artwork hey i get it if you got to make changes you got to make changes mm -hmm. in terms of the audio callouts so long as all you're using is the william the factory callouts right the factory callouts i'm fine it's if you then go on top of that and start editing out callouts that that's where i'm like wait a second it was perfectly well, fine yes. an yeah. effort was made let's let it slide that's right or the you only... know in the case of the thing that really ticked me off was like doing things like that in pinball arcade where they like took something like last action hero and made it a spaghetti western big guns um like acdc track instead of the just the midi track oh right there. It just like that sort of stuff just like it's so well, that's because they wouldn't pay for the musical like, license yeah yeah but it's so jarringly obvious and it just goes uh, what when you hear a call out or something that is non-original it just jumps out at you no matter how much of a, a pass filter you put over it to try and camouflage it it's, it's that whole thing of you know generic music when you hear it within a tv show yes you just because it sounds generic <laughs> yes <laughs> you know uh the only bit of where artwork where I would have an issue is if they did Elvira. And I just say, that is the character. If you alter mm. her appearance, she's no longer the character. And, yeah, if she's... Going, and if you and if you tame the callouts, if you do all these things, you're stripping it of the very character, the very theme that this is being based around. Yeah, and you may as well not bother. Right. And so don't even bother. Don't, yeah, don't bother don't even put yourself in that situation because all you're going to do is tick off a lot of people mm -hmm. um and and, and i don't even know if elvira would be okay with it to be perfectly honest like if that was being if she was having to like approve this or do something with it because she would be a, a license holder yeah i don't think she would be okay with them like censoring the bejeebas out of her because it's her yeah it's 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 her character and it's her trademark well and when I, i've pointed this out too she is an amalgamation of essentially Morticia from Adam's family and uh, Lily from the monsters. Mm. The thing that is distinguishable that separates her from those is the plunging neckline mm. and is the innuendo filled humor. Yes. Otherwise she's just generic version of Morticia generic version of Lily. Yeah. So, again that's why to me that would be if you're gonna have to alter the artwork on that just please don't just don't even bother with the table i'd rather it not be here at the moment so every time i look at it i feel disappointed right basically yeah right now within the same article there's one thing that does make me scared they briefly mention that within champion pub there might be a mode that they would have to edit out because it deals with gambling. Yeah, no. Now, because I don't that's... know why gambling is suddenly an issue. It's not real gambling, folks. This You're to playing me cards. Is, well, this to me is the whole thing of why pinball in general was banned for years is because it was said it's a you're gambling. Mm. You're not gambling with <sighs> If if that card game resulted in you winning back your um, money, like for example, a bingo, a pinball, like an EM right. bingo, then right. yeah, okay, let's call it gambling because that's right. exactly what those bingo machines were. But this is not, this is a video game that allows you to get points. In a and game. you're choosing to risk points. Mm. That's all you're doing. You don't it's get no to take it with you. <laughs> to the extent that I would even say it's, you have multi-ball, super jackpot is lit. However, you know that if you shoot and miss, it's a center drain, you're taking a gamble. Mm. whether or not you choose to shoot that lane or not has to do with do you want to actually risk losing a ball in the process yeah. that's the exact same thing of choosing hey do i get the cash payout right now or do i go for double or nothing and the problem is, yeah. is if they're willing to edit out a mode in something like champion pub what the heck are they going to do for jackpot no it's it's going to not be in because it's basically it's gambling a gambling themed pinball it's casino it's casino what about things like you know not that they are going to do it but you know um world championship poker well that's stern, stern I know, but they could just, do what about riverdale you know, gambler that's a williams well, title yeah that's right it's in the gambler you're not gonna be able to do that what about any poker themed table yeah gone 
Gone. Jokers gone. So well, maybe I don't know. I think you could probably have things like. Oh no, Jokers well, is blamed. Jokers is blamed. Yeah, but you know you could have that in there because there's no direct interaction. You're just playing cards, basically. But even still, um, playing cards. What about throwing dice? You know, there's various games that do throwing dice. Anything. Where do you draw the line? And that's where I yeah. say, look, if this is really an issue right now that you're not sure of if you're going to cross the line or not. Don't be sure do of it. it. Just mm -hmm. don't do it. I'd rather it not be there. Don't edit a mode out. Artwork is one thing. Putting in family-friendly audio is another thing. Changing Editing, a video mode? No. No. I'm not cool with that at all. No. Um, and, and the reason why I'm not cool with it is because it's being done out of fear and uncertainty. Now, mm -hmm. if you for sure go to the ESRB and the ESRB says, no, you can't do that. That'll raise your rating. Then fine. I understand. And again, let's just not do it. Um, yeah. They mention that maybe there's a workaround. Maybe there's a way of not releasing the tables within FX3 that they become their own standalone thing. I'm kind which... of surprised that they didn't really do that to start with. I like the fact that it's like in one, one product, but we've seen that on mobile at least then have released their esports versions in a separate package because right. there is a gambling aspect to it and that allows them to do what they want and i'd much rather them like segregate like the the titles if that's if that's how but, it's going to have to be and, and, to get and what i'm going to ask is that go ahead and segregate like fine you don't sell the title within fx3 you buy it outside of FX3, but then if you so choose, you can import it into FX3. It's readable within... Essentially, FX3 becomes a launcher right? Um, for all of the... Pinball front-end, basically, for all the different license versions that you've got. Um, so you could use that as your launcher, or you could go directly to the package and just play that. Um, because, again, once you pay money, you are making a contract agreement that you are fine with the content that mm. you are paying for that's yeah, exactly that's how it's done that's how they get away with it um and the know, thing is that with, if a pack was rated i don't know how it works like obviously dlcs aren't separately rated so no. you can't go well the the core pack is esrb whatever the rating is 10 plus um but this pack is team so if you buy this pack understand that you need to be of teenage and you accept these license conditions and off you go and buy it. But is that the same with other games though? Like is there adult content in other packs that offer other games that offer DLC, like all the like first person shoot 'em ups and stuff like that? Is there a precedent? Well, but a lot of those are just rated MA. All <laughs> oh, right, which solves the problem. Solves the problem. What's funny is is a lot of those games, you can turn off all the blood, violence, and swearing. Hmm. So Because it's a different game engine. Too. It's a different game right. engine, but the point is, is that come on, if if within our TVs we can set uh, based off the rating what a person within your you know you can lock the TV basically, and mm. if if the person wants to watch content that's of a certain rating, then they actually have to enter in their passcode and then poof, it can come up. Why yeah. can't the same restrictions be put within uh, FX3? You well, know, I, if, yeah, really, if we're really so concerned about, uh, you know, kids within your family wanting to come and play pinball, you should be able to just put that age restriction of where it's like, hey, this this game has been flagged. You can't play it. Sorry. Yeah. It just won't let you play without, you know. Putting, a, putting that in the game would be fine. And then, you know, if you're the adult and you made a conscious decision that you wanted to offer this as... Uh, available to your kids in your home on your main TV, then you would just deal with the 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 nag screen saying, "Hey, I'm over 18." Yes, I am because I'm at all, right? And you just deal with it, and it'll be fine. And the thing is, is we're not even asking. It's not even asking for over. <laughs> it's not asking for over 18. It's asking for over 13. That's it. None of yeah. these tables. And I and and I will say this: there is not a single pinball table out there that I would feel weird about letting any age kid play. Yeah. Because number now, one, they're not going to care if there's a cigar hanging out of the mouth or something. They're not going to care if, arguably, they're not going to really care if there's a, a curvy woman because no. that's what they're focusing on. They're focusing on, hey, this is a pinball machine. I'm flat out just tracking the ball to play, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like a, a much to do about nothing. Yeah. But, you know, licenses are important. You have to protect your intellectual property, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. But like, I don't mind. In summary, I agree. I don't I don't care if the the art is tweaked slightly for the rating, but don't touch the core game code. No. Keep your grubby mitts off it because you're not to be altering that. Yeah. That's sacrosanct. Do not touch it. Right. Yeah. And if you have to touch it, don't just bother. delay. Delay. There's a ton of other... Games yeah. within, 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 within games the license you that you bought that you can put out and not tick anybody off with your alterations. And in the meantime, you can go and figure out and talk to the people that you need to talk to to find due diligence. Do due diligence. Right. 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 Yeah. Let's not play this game of, oh, we don't know. So we're going to play it safe. No, go find yeah. out. Go find out. Well, and how then, about like Judge Dredd? Like you start thinking about the stuff that's in Judge Dredd, for example. And, you know, I'm just thinking of stuff that would be in that thing that would actually make it no, it's not really fit for audience. Because there's a lot of innuendo in that game as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's one that could be up for contention as well. And Well, like I said, and I brought this up to Mel in, when we had him on, you play Alien Isolation. And if you miss hiding in the tool closet or whatever, the alien, the alien will jump down you. and slash at you and your screen turns red. Uh. Um, I guess you could say that it's indicating pain, but I always indicate it as blood. That's it's indicating damage, probably, is what it's like. It's like when in Doom, the the screen flashes red. Right. You know, but it's, it's yeah. I, it's There's a reason why you use the color red. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not yeah, you're you blinking blue. green. No, yeah. no. So uh, clearly there is room to maneuver within these things. Yeah, um, they just need to find what the balance is. And I think that's just going to come down to them working closely with the ESRB and being very upfront with them, which I'm sure they're doing. But now again, I also think it comes to having that conversation with Disney. Yeah. Saying, saying, look, hey, is our license in jeopardy with you if we did any of these tables? Yeah. And I'm sure that's exactly the conversation that they're having now with them. Because I hope it's the conversation they're having with them now. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, this is not their first rodeo when it comes to appeasing multiple license holders. And this is just yet another license that, that adds a different aspect or parameter to their negotiations. And it's probably something they're working on actively now. And it's just that it's taking longer to actually resolve. So for now, they have to censor the table so they can get around yeah. the problem. It's one of those <laughs> things. It's, it's, not, it's probably a workaround. It's not a permanent solution, I'm hoping. The, the, the funny thing is Mel kind of threw Farsight under the bus. Where he, he just basically said, "Oh, I think that they violated their ESRB <laughs> to rating multiple times, and just uh, nobody, and nobody was paying attention." <laughs> well, we brought it up in a, in a previous podcast, like when we were doing all the license discussions. Uh, we flat out said that, "Well, hang on, TPA were allowed to get away with it. They imported stuff into their license into their core product for another product." Right, that, but what know, he was saying was, is they never submitted it to the SRB. And oh, right, the yeah. ESRB has probably even noticed it being there to begin with. Probably not. So uh, basically, Farsight was playing the game of it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. And Zen is not going to do that. They're going to ask for permission first. They're just lucky enough that they haven't been pinged yet. And they probably won't be. Because oh, there's Farsight? no reason for them. Yeah. Well, they won't be pinged now because most of those tables aren't available for sale. Although I still say Whoa Nelly is how that's gotten... Giving them <laughs> yeah, how that slipped into the core core product without it being completely and utterly the well modif modesty ridden. Yeah, is, like it is. It is just a and, double. And I would even go so far as to say, um, I'm more offended by big big buck hunter hunting animals than I am with gambling. Sorry. Yeah, that's, you know, that's just my personal things. So, you know, it, it becomes a matter of, well, whose moral high ground are we sticking to? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if we're going to play that game, ultimately, none of this stuff offends me. I don't I don't care. No, um, I recognize it for what it is. It's a game. Um, yeah, that's right. You know, <laughs> it's very simple. But yeah. anyhow, but. All right. Yeah. Enough of that. Enough about that. Uh, we just we feel like you know Mel mentioned in the article that there is a very vocal minority, um, 
I yeah. realized. Hello. Hi. We're part <laughs> of that. Um, we're not the very part of it. I know that there's other people that, because like, we'll still play the stuff. There's other people that are just hands down like, nope, I'm boycotting. I'm, I'm out. I'm not going to touch it. Um, yeah. Because, and that to me is kind of a silly reaction too. Mm. But my point is, hey, we still have to put the pressure on. We have to, we have to raise our voices to let them know that uh, we're not appeased yet. And we really do want them seeking out uh, a solution. And by everything or, that we've heard, they're not slacking off. They're not just washing their hands on it. No. Um, they are actively seeking solution. Uh, but as with any negotiations, you got to take a hard line to, to get the negotiation to go more your way than not. So exactly. You, yeah. It's one of those things. Time will tell, I guess. Time will tell. Okay. Woo. Look at that. We've, we've hit our, hit our time. Uh -huh. yeah. Hey folks, have you gone and bought an, actually, have you just gone and visited redbubble.com and typed in blockade? Go do it. Redbubble.com type in blockade. You're going to see one or two shirts pop up. Click on those from there. You can like click the collection. You're going to see a whole myriad of things. There are probably about, I don't know, 10 different styles of t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops that you can purchase on top of that. You can choose between two different logo styles and of those logos, whether it's a uh, logo in white or logo on black, you can select whatever color shirt you want to uh, slap it on. Um, pick your size. You're off to the races. If you don't want to be wearing a shirt, Hey, we've got mugs. We've got commuter mugs. We've got stickers. We've got uh, phone cases and tablet cases. So, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get. Oh, <laughs> my wife was threatening to show our old logo. That's not. I know you like the old shirt, and people, you can still buy the old shirt if you want. It's still available. Just still available. available. We should. Uh, I reckon we should do vintage. We should do a vintage range. Eventually, we'll do a vintage run. Yes, we will do that yeah. uh, soon. But go check it out. The prices are reasonable. The shipping is quick. You'll get it uh, rather fast. Um. So again, Redbubble.com. Type in blockade under the search and you'll find all the stuff. Um, I mean, prices are as cheap as uh, like three fifty for a sticker all the way up to, I think, 45 bucks for a hoodie. So mm. everything in between, so, uh, we get a small proceed cut from that that uh, benefits the show, being able yeah. to host the show and uh, keep it up for all the archived episodes on that jazz. So that's right. Speaking of archived episodes, you will certainly want to go visit blockadepinball.com slash episodes. There you will find all of our past episodes that Jared has so lovingly put timing notes and links and videos on, as well as uh, just other articles. I've kind of tapered off on the movie reviews because I just haven't felt like reviewing any of the movies I've seen. <laughs> um, also, movie passes hard. And movie passes hard. Yeah, it's. it's it, rather frustrating um but uh i once i get a little bit further on doing the uh micro cab i'll have another post regarding that and that's where you find that be sure to follow us on twitter again the show is at blockade myself i am at shut your traps jared is at jared morgues and, and i think that me, well if you follow me on um on instagram you'll also see a lot of pinball repair oh photos. that's right yeah, I'm. I, I'm doing a. I'm pretty much getting towards the final point with Star Race, where I'm populating the playfield now. Um, so it's it's just waiting on boards really, um, to get done, and then this thing should be flipping. Good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, Exciting. certainly uh, there 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 is other things that we don't talk about in the podcast that then happen on on our own personal accounts. So visit those, subscribe, and be happy in that mm -hmm. manner. All right. I think that's about everything that we can possibly talk about this week. We'll have more stuff to talk about next week. Like, I don't know. Yeah, something. <laughs> we'll, we'll work it out then. Things tend to pop up during the week, just as this whole censorship thing popped up during this week. Um, that's right. As I tweeted out, this is why we don't mark anything in pen on our calendar. We mark it in pencil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because we were going to talk about uh, the Stern Pinball Arcade app. And couldn't care less about it this week. So um, that's right. Again, my kick a dead horse. Um, yeah, 
So thanks, everybody, for listening, and we look forward to talking to you all next week. Bye-bye. See you later. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.